Ooh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, double windmill on the rocks. Mixed it right before I came in here. All right. We are live. It's 9 o'clock on a Tuesday night. That means it is time for the Get Off My Lawn podcast. I am your host, John. You might know me as Sand Hills or Sand Hills Shooter, but uh, you can call me anything you want. As long as you don't call me late for supper, we're going to get along just fine. And slowly but surely, we do have a few panelists that are kind of drifting in here that are just finishing up uh, hit or miss. Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock Central Time over on the Night Strike channel. And Night Amen. Strike should be here pretty soon because he's going to contribute to our chat tonight too, he said. So uh, hopefully we gain a few more few more people in the panel and out there in YouTube land as well um, as we go along. But while we're here, I've got three of you in here with me. So we'll just go ahead and say hi because we've overloaded our panel again. We've got more Nebraskans than anybody by 3 to 1, but that's okay. So uh, we're gonna we're that gonna let anywhere else. Though. No kidding, right? There, there's only three Nebraskans, um, four of us if you count uh, Sandhill Sweetheart over here in the producer's chair. So uh, uh, she is running the uh, the written or the the typewritten part of the uh, chat out there at YouTube land. So be sure and and uh, say hello to her if you're out there watching again. Uh, if you're new here, you maybe haven't heard this. If you've been here before. Then you know what I'm going to say next. If you're watching and you're not typing, we don't uh, know you're there. So uh, drop those comments out there in the uh, the YouTube chat so we know uh, that you're out there watching and we can say hi. And then uh, also, if you're watching this uh, after the fact on the replay, drop those comments down below so that uh, we know that you that you are watching and. Uh, Anything you want to mention as far as, as things that you heard or saw here, uh, your own your own input, especially tonight, if anybody has any any helpful uh, tips or tricks that didn't get mentioned uh, on tonight's uh, podcast, go ahead and drop those into the comments. Um, you can also reach out to us uh, by email, uh, sandhillsshooter at gmail.com. Make sure it is sandhillsshooter. There's two S's in the middle there, uh, so you can always catch us that way. Um, or reach out to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Shooter. So uh, those are all the places to find us. Uh, we're going to let the uh, the odd man out say hello first. So coming to us from not Nebraska, we've got Duke Liberty himself hanging out. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for the invite. Real excited about being on the panel tonight. Got some great guys as well. Thanks as always. Have a good night. We're excited to be here. You betcha. Thanks for being here. All right. We've also got there from South Central Nebraska, we've got Pat Hirsch, who is not in the field and right now not pulling a calf. <laughs> yes, actually, uh, kind of a rare treat uh, tonight. Uh, Dad's actually in the uh, tractor tonight. So, uh, yeah, nice. just glad to be just glad to be off work and uh, chilling out a little bit with you guys. And uh, thanks for the invite. So it's kind of like Jim Carrey said in Dumb and Dumber, old people, while slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then uh, last but certainly not least, and now I kind of was hoping that we were going to rain on Night Strikes Parade, but I hadn't told you, so you didn't know. No, so I had It's no not idea. your fault. No, it's okay, man. That you were in his chat, too. I was just yes. going to. I was going to hope you skipped his and ate supper and then jumped in here. And I was just going to rub his nose in it that right, you, didn't, yeah. you didn't love him enough to join, but you loved me. So anyway, 
Night Strike and I are not going to fight over who Travis loves more because we all know it's me. Well, yeah, obviously. Jeez, after <laughs> Tulsa, how could I not? Uh, oh, man, oh, sorry, you know that what? was maybe too much info for everyone. You know what yeah. happened in Tulsa stays yes. on YouTube, actually. Yes, so ex- yes exactly. exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You can go check out some early videos here on my channel and see what happened down in Tulsa. The infamous uh, karaoke fiasco. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the after hours hanging out in the hotel room singing songs to my wife. Uh, we had never enough ammo. Night strike, Travis and me. It was a good time, uh, all in good fun, and uh, nobody got spooned that uh, was unwilling. I'm just gonna say that. That's right. Uh, it was all consensual. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for being here, Travis. Yeah, no, I appreciate the invite, man. Thank you very much. Uh, just yeah. for any listeners out there, um, I will be dropping a new video on Thursday. Uh, I, I did finally get a chance to take out the 300 Blackout pistol upper out to the range, the new range, um, after getting it back from repair. So we're going to see how it performs. So check out my channel, Travis P11, on Thursday for a new video. All right, I had to drop something in the. It's all good, man. Yep. And as always, appreciate the invite, man. Yeah, you betcha. All right. Had to make a funny out there in the chat. Um, Not to make light of that, but anyway, I got my own opinions on some of what's happening in the news that we're not going to talk about. I was just poking fun at Sarge. Okay. um, Out there in the YouTube side, let's see who's already here and and, and talking up a storm. We've got Kingpin, uh, the most firster of the first. He's still firsterist. Anyway, um, I was here first because I built the chat, Kingpin, but then I left. So there you are. Uh, Vanessa Kitty, G23, Sandhill Sweetheart, of course, over there, like I said, in the producer's chair. Um, who else do we have? Blitz is back with us again. Fluffy 10 millimeter Jeep guy, welcome back. Um, the Rolling Trip, I do, not, I do not think I've seen you before, so welcome. Uh, Trauma Jock is here. I haven't seen you in a while. Justin Gibbons. Jason Stewart's here. Um, who else do I have? Calaveras, the tactical pickle, Ohio 45 ACP. What's up? Um, I don't have your email, but if you, uh, if you need a link, Ohio, we can sure get you one. Um, Steadley's out there. Southpaw's out there. Poor conservative M Gabriel, Sarge, Keith Gregory. There's a bunch of people joining in guy that comments 402 outdoorsman's out there. Stealth hunters out there. We've just got a We've got a big pile of mystic guns, big pile of people in here already. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So uh, anyway, we're going to uh, we're going to jump into our topic. But first, Travis, I got your your uh, your gift in the mail. Yeah. And <laughs> wow, that was I, quick. Okay. I know. Yeah, I was kind of surprised it came this, this yeah, fast yeah. too. But I'm not so sure I'm going to be able to install that grip on my uh, on my handguard. Because it well, if you it, got M lock, you're good to go. It I'm gonna have to talk to you after the after yeah. the chat when we can um, maybe turn a camera on or something and, and actually put stuff in frame because I'm not sure yeah. how I'm how that is supposed to work with the. Uh, it's okay, real quick. It looks, I'll just it say, looks like I'm gonna need to, to to put a, a wrench in there and hold a nut on the inside of the handguard. I don't have anything that's gonna be that long. It'll that washer that little flat disc has yeah. a has is threaded that goes inside the handguard. Okay. And then the bolt goes up, and then eventually the tension of that disc will turn itself and lock itself into place. Okay. And that's it. It'll it'll lock itself into the sides of the M lock. 
That's that's how I've installed it on my M-Lock handguard before. That's that's exactly how I had it on there. Okay, well, I'll I'll give it a whirl. I didn't have time to mess with it. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Um, yeah. So uh, so cool. We'll we'll check that out anyway. Travis, you know, cool enough to send uh, me up a, a vertical foregrip, but I just can't. I'm not gonna get risk any channel strikes by even showing parts and pieces right now on live. Oh yeah. So. No, I was just the only thing I changed was just the bolt, and that was it. The one that Magpul gives you, it's, it was it was all worn out because I'd used it several times. So gotcha. all I gave you is it, but it just mounts that way. So yep. Cool. Cool. Yep, so, yep. That's awesome. Well, thank you anyway for yep. that. So no problem. All righty. So uh, we've also got a newcomer now into our chat. We've got uh, uh, the one percenter this week. Unloaded, unloaded media. We've got Rich White with us. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Doing all right. Thanks for being here. Yeah. So, all righty. Um, up, oh, we've got Jacob out there in the in the chat too. Welcome, Jacob. All righty, keep that live chat going. And if there's anything that uh, uh, you need to have read out loud, make sure you tag one of us uh, here in the panel. The way that you tag is just put the at symbol right in front of the screen name, but you have to spell the screen name exactly the way it is written there on the screen, including uh, capitals and spaces and all that. Those all matter. If you do that, then it highlights it. We can see our name lit up, uh, each one of us on our own on our own uh, phone or computer there. So, um, Tim. Oh, hey, before I forget, Tim, happy birthday a couple days late. Tim Donahue uh, had, a, had a birthday, and I'm not going to say how old a young man you are, mostly because I don't know, but also because we don't, it don't matter. But uh, happy birthday, Tim. So, uh I was I was going to forget to do that, but I'm glad that I saw your name in time before I got too far into the into the topics here. So, all right, we're going to talk about vision stuff, and the biggest reason is because um, I don't have vision problems, and because I don't have vision problems, I've never had to overcome any when it comes to aiming uh, a firearm, pistol, rifle, uh, magnified you know, reflex, anything like that, iron sights, it's, it's all been, you know, easy for me. I can close one eye at a time. I can pick which eye I'm going to close and I don't wear any kind of corrective lenses, you know, knock on wood. I, one day I'm sure I'll be old enough and my eyes will start to fail and, and I'll get some glasses. But for now I have not had to fight with any vision issues when it comes to shooting a gun. Now, when I'm trying to help Sandhill's sweetheart out, I am no good to her when I try and help her aim, uh, especially a handgun, because she's got kind of a few things that are stacked up against her when it comes to uh, being able to see her sights. She's got astigmatism. She's got uh, uh, double vision. Uh, it's hard to focus. And then throw in cross-eyed dominance with all that. And uh, the fact that she cannot close just one eye or the other. Uh, she has to she can blink, you know, she can close both eyes, but not just one. And so all that kind of makes for just uh, what I assume is just kind of a jumbled up mess when she looks down the slide of her handgun at, at her at her gun sights. So when it comes to, you know, defensive pistol use, um, I tell her just to try and, and you know, put the, uh, the white dot from her front sight right on the target and, you know, squeeze the trigger smoothly and then kind of see where it hits and, and, you know, maybe adjust a little bit. That's the best advice I can give. I know that a lot of you out there, some of you in the panel and a lot of you out there that are, that are watching and listening right now actually 
know what I'm talking about from firsthand experience, which I don't. So I'm really coming to, um, I guess, pardon the pun, shed some light on the subject of how to aim when you've got things that aren't quite right with your vision. And so um, I'm going to, uh, I guess we'll kind of go through everybody's experience and we'll just kind of go through the, through the panel a little bit, or I shouldn't say go through the panel, but we'll give everybody a chance to talk. If you want to jump in, if you have vision issues, um, we'll let the panelists kind of tell us what, uh, what issues you have and then uh, what you do to, to get past them. If there's exercises or tricks, you know, anything that works to, uh, uh, to put your shots where you're aiming or, you know, where you want them to go on the target. So, um, we'll just let whoever wants to jump in and then we won't walk on each other and, and we'll let everybody have a chance to talk. Okay. Uh, she's recoil sensitive, right? She is not so much with the, uh, with the 380 EZ though, that she has a lot of fun shooting it and she's, she, there's, she's not sensitive to that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say she could try the, uh, Sig 365, uh, P365 with the, F the SAS model with the uh, Neprolite slate on the back. Mm -hmm. But if she's recoil sensitive, that has about as much recoil as like your uh, shield would. Yeah, I've I've shot the 365. It's not it's not any softer than yeah. than the shield is. So um, or not do, much anyway. Yeah, they do sell that site separate. Uh, you go on like Optics Planet or Brownells, you can buy that sight system separate. It replaces the rear sight on your pistol. Mm -hmm. It will sit flush on, on the top of the slide. So maybe that would be an option for her because you don't have, because you just point that little dot at your target, center it in that little glass bubble. And it uses uh, tritium and uh, fiber optics. So it'll work in day or, or night. So maybe that, that could be an option for her. For a handgun sight, I don't know if it worked with the shieldy Z. You'd have to find out. Yeah, have to look and see if they've got one that that fits that uh, yeah. that dovetail. Um, now, out there in the chat, um, Stealth Hunter says, "Look at Trigicon HD night sights. Do the uh, blacked out rear." Which honestly, I probably wouldn't even bother changing out the rear because we've got the uh, the two dots that that are on the the rear sight from Smith. We've, you know, we've blacked those out the same I did on, on my shield. Uh, so the only, the only dot is on the front sight. So if we swap that out for a, like a high visibility, um, you know, Trigicon and, and fiber optic or glow in the dark or something front side, I could maybe see that. Um, Sarge says, get her a red dot. I, we don't have the, uh, I don't even know if there isn't 380 EZ that's milled out for a, no. for a red dot mount. I'd have to, I'd have to take it and get it custom. And depending on how done. bad her stigmatism is, red dot wouldn't work anyway because it would just show up as a big blob and not the nice clear dot that you want. Which we don't have a lot of experience looking through any kind of red dots on a pistol right now. So yeah, that's that's why I don't have a red dot on my uh, AR-15. That's why I went with a prism scope because that's etched in the reticle like uh, regular scopes would be. And I use that like you would a red dot. So mm -hmm. if, if she's going to be shooting your AR-15, that might be an option for you guys for on the site. Would be something like a uh, prism scope for that instead of a red dot. With some with the stigmatism where your eye shape and you know causes the stigmatism, uh, you have the dot doesn't show up as a clear dot. It shows up like a blob, and you might have like right. artifacts that are branching off from it and what have you. So 
Ohio yes. 45 ACP says red dots uh, to him look like a starburst with his astigmatism. Yeah, exactly. You get what effect like that, or it looks like a little nebula or something. And it's mm-hmm. Fluffy is asking about uh, a laser. Uh, we'll get there, Fluffy. Don't let me forget because we will. I'll bring that up, but not right now. Um, but we'll we'll go there now, um, sweetheart. I have uh, had you look through the red dot that I have on the AR. Have you noticed? Is it is it a nice dot? Is it does it look like a starburst when you look through it? Is it is it something that you can aim and kind of just put on something when you look through it? So that may be an option even for a pistol, but not for the pistol that we have. And again, we're going to run into an issue of, um, I don't know that there's any 380 out there that has a, uh, uh, an option amount, a reflex sight on it. So we may have to maybe one day look into having something might, custom milled. Yeah, you might uh, be able to get a 43 and have that slide milled. The way the uh, EZs, made with that uh, loaded chamber indicator. I don't know if they could mill the slide on that to put an optic on that or not. Yeah, it'd be awful tough, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or if there was just a... If somebody would even build an aftermarket uh, mounting plate that maybe just went in the... You'd have to take the rear side off, but if it went in the dovetail, I could see maybe that. That that could be a possibility. You'd just lose your, lose your option for for the iron sights, but they wouldn't be tall enough anyway, I guess. Um, so, so yeah, good stuff. Um, before we go any further, we've got night strike in here. So hi, night strike. Hello. How's it going? We're, we're just going, we're just going through right now and I'm not really going around the horn, but I, I will let you have a chance to, uh, to talk. So, um, as far as, you said that you kind of have an insight into shooting with some vision issues. So do you want to kind of talk about what your issues are and then the things that you do to uh, get past them or, or get through them or whatever is the case? Uh, the problem is I've got astigmatism in both eyes. I'm, I wear, I wear glasses. I have to wear them. Otherwise everything is blurry. Doesn't matter whether it's close up. If it's close up, I can probably see it. But when it's, Further than like you know, an inch or two. Yeah, I can't see it. It's all blurry. Gotcha. So I've been living with this most of my life, and the problem is, if you have bad vision, you literally just have to live with it. Yeah, yeah, you can go and get you know you can if your vision if your vision isn't that bad off, you can go and get laser laser surgery to fix some of that eyesight problem. But that doesn't always fix the problem. You end up having a bad eyesight problem, even worse later on in your life, unfortunately. No, right. So, uh, with with me, even with my bad vision, I just use I use iron sights a lot on my guns. And if I need something more precise, then I go for a red dot. As long as it is, if it's a clear circle or a clear, you know, crosshair, red dots are good. But uh, you know scopes or mill dots are also good because those help out now granted i know you're not going to have those on handguns i understand that so you know a good a good rmr on a handgun might be the way to go and if you're looking at something small small end because of 380 and whatnot i don't know because 
I don't know if uh, if I don't know of any 380s that have RMR cups. Yeah, uh, somebody out there uh, might have been G23 says there there are dovetail plates that you can get, so um, that may be an option. We'll have to see. I mean, like I said, it's it's not such a bad uh, issue right now that it's it's not like her groups are you know three feet wide. You know, her groups are you know maybe maybe a foot wide. Um, without being able to see the site or the target very well, I I think she does pretty dang well actually. So. Um, Ohio 45 ACP out there in the chat. Travis, I'm going to let you field this one. Uh, he wants to know, doesn't Sky offer a 380 with a reflex sight? Do you want to, do you want to? Yeah, I was actually just going to, I was just going to say that, um, you know, man, you know, it's funny is I, I just had a person comment on my old, my Sky Remember Falling Apart Stan video. Said? And, uh, yeah, and this, this, this person was complaining about having a lot of the same issues that I did. And this person just bought theirs a little while ago. Now, they do have the DVG-1 coming out pretty soon, and I think that's only going to be a 9. But that that is a different trigger design, but it doesn't mean mechanically it's going to be any better. So, I, yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to look around a little bit to see if there's any other 380s out there that have a, you know, a native uh, RMR mount on the top of the slide, you know, without having to use, like, a special dovetail mount or anything like that. So, yeah, I, I can't recommend it. It's an uncomfortable gun to shoot. You have to practice with it a lot because of the heavy trigger. I mean, it's it's you can see your hand move as you pull the trigger. It's it's like a ten pound trigger pull. Oh my gosh! So it's not it's it's you get used to it. I shot the heck out of it. Obviously, mine fell apart. So yeah, all all three of them did. All three of them basically. I mean, my 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 carry, my daily carry was one that took the most abuse because it got practiced the most. But my other two had had the same issues. So um, I, I can't recommend it honestly. Yeah, I would just just up to it. And you know what? The recoil on the three eighty, from what I've read and what I've seen. It's no, it isn't much different than it is on the nine because they're basically using the exact same frame, so you feel the same kind of recoil through the grip, and it's it's a punishing gun to shoot. You're going to feel it the next day after you take it to the range the first time. So, I mean, I I don't like it. But uh, just real quick, I was going to tell you with you know my wife, she's got she's nearsighted and she's um, right-handed and left eye dominant, and she ended up basically learning how to shoot as a lefty to get over that kind of an issue. So if anybody has that kind of an issue going on, now it's a little bit of a complication with buying your firearms. Because, you know, with an AR, you've got to worry about brass in the face. And, and you know, so you kind of have a specialty market. You have a higher price you have to pay for, for lefty guns sometimes, unfortunately. Um, but they're out there. In fact, I know Bud's Guns has a whole section you can click on that's just for left-handed shooters. So if you want to learn how to shoot left-handed, if you're, you know, say right right hand dominant, but your left or right hand dominant, but left eye dominant, or vice versa, you can you can learn to work with it. So, she she's better than me too. So obviously, yeah. 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 Well, and, and kind of you know some of the general consensus looks like out in the YouTube chat right now is just you know sights are overrated. If you have enough ammo, uh, you're bound to hit the target eventually. So does anybody know where we can find extended magazines for a 380 easy? Like like maybe a some sort of a drum or something. You know, if we had 50 rounds, then we'd probably be okay. So it's yeah. going to be harder to fit in the purse, but I think we can rig something up. Yeah, that, that would be nice, but I don't think they exist. <laughs> I'm seeing a plus. Galloway makes a plus one magazine extension. I mean, it's they're, they, they'll be coming. I'm sure that somebody's bound to put one out there, like a plus one or plus two, or, you know, there's bound to be something that's going to come out there eventually. How many rounds does that take? The 380 easy? 
eight. Eight, eight in a magazine, eight. so eight plus one. Somebody could come out with a 10 that you could buy on eBay because they allow at least 10-round magazines on eBay for sale. And there's sometimes you get a lot of just kind of, you know, yeah. no-name brand companies that make stuff because they can. So If they would even just – somebody would release a, a base plate that would – you know, add a couple more or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Galloway. Maybe. Looks like Galloway Precision has one for the 380. Yep, and they make good stuff. I've I bought their uh, guide rods and springs before for pistols. They make good stuff. So Let's see, there we go. So we don't need yeah. to aim. So so aiming is overrated if you have enough ammo. Just send send everything downrange. Just you know, fire for effect and and uh, see what see what hits right. Yeah, or just carry a couple so, spare mags on you yeah, too. You know. Yeah. yeah. What, what if we get like a like a Mac 11? I mean, those are 380. So, you know, you, you those are probably yeah. what, thirty rounds in a in a magazine. There, I mean, no, 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 go go with the tens, go with the tens. No, we're gonna go three eighty because of the recoil. So, we're gonna go with a Mac eleven, but no, I'll go with forty five. <laughs> Sarge got Sarge is throwing a week if, out if there. If you're gonna get a Mac, you get four, you get it in forty five. You don't get it in ten. Uh, three eighty. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to screen share it, but I, I did click that link, Sarge. I've got that up. I'll take a look at that here after a while. So a lot of people are out there commenting that they're they're cross-eye dominant. Um, so now everything that we talk about tonight isn't necessarily going to be just to, to help out my wife. So um, before we go too much farther, Travis, have you had anything yeah. else that you've had to uh, overcome as far as you know, your vision, because uh, I know you wear glasses. Yeah, um, I've, got, I've got contacts. An issue I run into with me is just putting in the contacts temporarily to wear to the range, just mainly because of iPro. And unfortunately, contacts can dry out in like a heavy wind, and they don't always stay where they're supposed to. So that's a problem with my shooting a lot of the time, unfortunately. Um, but as for me, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty blind without my glasses on. So that's it. I mean, I have no hand dominance issues or, or anything like that. So, and if I've, I've gotten better with being able to shoot with both eyes open. Um, one thing that got me to practice with that quite a bit was something I learned. I was actually, I shot on the UNL rifle team for two years and we have one of these like little blinds that goes on the back of your scope. It's like a little piece of cardboard mm -hmm. and that goes off to the left or the right, depending on what eye dominance you have. Cause we would use peep sights on the, the rifles that we shot with. And that little card would allow you to leave both eyes open but you wouldn't notice anything out of your left eye if your right eye dominates. That card would would blank out everything in front of you. So you could actually you trained yourself to keep both eyes open when you were shooting, so you wouldn't get you know strain you wouldn't get strain in your eyes after extended shooting sessions. So I don't know if they actually make anything like that anymore or not. It's just like a little like card that hooks on the back of your. Well, this was on the back of the peep sights, but you could get something that would go on the back of your scope, and it it goes off to the left and allows you to leave both eyes open, so you can kind of get around the habit of of closing your eyes when you shoot or closing one eye when you shoot so sure and, and another option i mean we talked about this a little bit before we went live um uh and, and it may look you may feel silly doing it but if if you're somebody that cannot close only one eye um because i know that there are people like that out there my wife's not the only one um if if you have a hard time only closing one eye um but you need to, as far as like, you know, looking through a scope or something like that. I know a lot of you out there are going to say that you can shoot a scope with both eyes. I know you can, but I can't because it's not how I learned. And every time I try, it just drives me batty. So if yeah. I, if I couldn't close just one eye, I mean, I, I probably, maybe I'd learn that way, but, um, you can get an eye patch. You can, I mean, I like sure. that better yeah. Even yeah. than putting tape on shooting glasses because, I can flip that eye patch up and still, you know, still see 
if I want to have both eyes open, if I'm shooting or something, you know, I, I don't have to swap my glasses out, but uh, you can cover up just the one eye and, and that way you don't have to worry about uh, uh, not being able to close just one or the other. So, I mean, that's an option too. Um, Duke or, or Pat, either one of you have anything you want to kick in there before we kind of move to a, another part of the topic? Uh, yeah. I uh, just wanted to say that like, uh, I, I have stigmatism in both my eyes fairly bad. And uh, one of the problems that I had, um, I bought a red dot. And, and I really didn't know this because I'd never ran a red dot before. And it was a pretty nice piece of optic. You know, I, I, I shelled out some money for it. And uh, it was just starburst. So bad in my right eye that. I could see it for like the first five seconds, but then my right eye would just start watering so bad that I wound up going to a uh, light up reticle and it was actually way better than just having that red dot straight in the center, you know, light. I shouldn't say red dot. Yeah. Uh, just a light up red center on a big hunting scope and I finally had to get rid of it because it just, my eye was just went way too wonky. And, but when I got a light up, the, just the reticle itself lit up, I was fine. And another problem I had with uh, scopes is that if I uh, had my left eye closed for too long and it was just my right eye looking through a scope for more than a minute, and I'm a big deer hunter, that the same thing happened is just my eye would go all fuzzy and blurry. And, uh, finally I had to learn how to keep both eyes open. And it was, it was a little bit for my mind to process at first. And I had to do some practice at it. But once I actually kept both of my eyes open, for some reason it, 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 it cured it. Then I could look through that scope all day long. Hmm. So I, I I don't know I just I have really screwed up eyes I've got gla I have to wear glasses and now, is that bad stigmatism is that an optic mounted on a rifle or mounted on a on a handgun? It's on a rifle when when when, when I'm hunting and I've got to look through that scope for a long period of time. Um, if it's just got that tiny little uh, red dot kind of in the middle versus just the optic like crosshair or a uh, prism mm -hmm. kind of setup around it, I'm fine there. But if it's right in the middle of the target, for some reason, my eye just goes absolute wonky and just starts watering. And so for whatever reason, my eyes are screwed up or my family's eyes are bad. So <laughs> I come by it honest. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, Duke, do you have any uh, anything that you fight with as far as vision problems go? And then, if you do, what uh, what do you do about it? Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I have good vision now, but I had scratched my uh, my eye Ow. and and uh, had about six months recovery, which is crazy long. You think the you know your eye is going to recover in a couple weeks or something, but no, I had scratched my eye and I had about six months recovery, so I had to totally switch the way I even carried my gun. I had to go from uh, I, I'm a, a left eye, uh, left-handed uh, pistol shooter, so I had to switch to right. So I guess it, it would just be to compensate. I uh, remained stuck with the uh, the iron sights, 
um, no red dots or anything like that. Um, but I guess the the, the, the the compensation would just be practice and putting your pride aside on my, on my end and just going back to the basics. So not a whole lot on my end. Sure. But yeah, that's what I got. What if, uh, what do you guys think if practice isn't enough? I mean, you can practice and practice and practice, but if you just can't get those groups to shrink down because you just really don't have a hundred percent, I'm not going to say hundred percent control, but you're just not a hundred percent sure or aware always of where that, uh, where those sites are lining up or, or if they're lining up. Um, I mean, what, what do you do to, to not get discouraged? I think that's part of it too, is, um, you know, we, we're at a point, I guess, in our house where, you know, good enough is, is good enough. But if, if we wanted to get them, you know, to where we never had any flyers come off of the target paper and, and hit the backboard, um, you know, what would, what would be maybe some more suggestions, um, besides just saying practice, because if I'm doing something the same way every time, and it's never improving, then practice isn't the only thing. I need to change the technique too, I guess. So um, when it comes to just using, um, I guess the, the next question I have is red dots and all that kind of stuff. Those are a great idea and they're down the road. But for right now, we don't have uh, that as an option, you know, to go out tomorrow and, and put on the gun. So what can we do? Say, uh, say in a couple of days we go back to the range, and uh, um, you know, Sandhill Sweetheart wants to uh, wants to try something maybe a little bit different. Just just trying to line up the sights or something like that. What other advice can maybe somebody throw out there with iron sights when your your sight picture isn't perfect? You know, it's not like the textbook shows. I yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Try practicing. Maybe try getting some reduced recoil ammunition that might improve accuracy a little bit. If you have the know-how yourself, or if you have a friend that could do it, maybe get a trigger job on the firearm so you have a slightly softer trigger. Maybe it won't be so notchy or gritty. That might increase your accuracy, so you're less likely to you know throw off the the shot. Mm -hmm. Also, start shooting at like this is gonna sound crazy, like 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 two feet in front of you and then three feet and four feet do like three rounds, take it out of foot, three rounds, take it out of foot, three rounds. So you get comfortable with just kind of knowing that center mass zone. So as you take it out further and further, you can start to see what kind of a tendency you have. Are you pulling to the left, to the right? Are you, are you just kind of throwing them all over the place? And maybe you might just have to accept the fact that if you've got to use that gun, God forbid you have to do it, but it might have to be a closer distance than, than what you want to do. You know, you might not be thinking that emergency situation, but you might just have to realize that you might be limited to 15 or 20 feet if you're going to have to defend yourself because you can't safely fire that firearm, say, 25 yards away from you if somebody's coming at you with a knife, okay? So I, but I would say start, start at a real close distance and really get a feel for what those and, – and, again, that's going off the practice, practice, practice concept, but mm -hmm. you're also getting yourself conditioned to knowing where that bullet's going to go at that close distance and then slowly work your way out and see what's going on. And again, it could just be a situation where you just can't get past that. Maybe some hand exercises to have a better grip on the gun, a stronger grip on the gun. Um, anything you can to enhance accuracy, man. That's actually, I hadn't ever thought about that. That seems like a really good idea. Um, out there in the chat, Kingpin says, the better my vision, the longer I'm single. Uh, well, we're not going to do it tonight, Kingpin, but if you want to, I guess we can have a matchmaker chat here in, a, in the next couple weeks, and we can see if there's any uh, single eligible females that would uh, 
um, you know, maybe you want to maybe you want to meet Kingpin. I suppose we could we can see what happens, dude. We're here for you. Night Strike's got an app for that anyway. You can just go over to that the gun. What was it called? The uh, the gun tube gun match or what was the? I don't even know. It, 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 it's something Squib and Travis P Eleven you know came up with it. I just ran with it. Gun connection. Gun connection. There you go. I think it's a... we're we're pro two a single people can get together and and exactly go to the, go to the range yes. and, and then see if they click that. right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's you can meet up with people that have like interests in you and check the box off on reloading or check the box off if you enjoy long sessions cleaning your gun, you know? Yeah, uh, defense yeah, data in the YouTube chat said that he stole his daughter's neon orange nail polish and painted the front sight. Made a world of difference focusing on the front sight with his astigmatism. Good idea too. So maybe the white dot's not enough. Maybe we need to really brighten up that front sight. And I don't think we even have to steal anybody's nail polish. I don't know what colors we have in the house. They're usually not super, super neon bright stuff, but we'll see what we got. I got some I can send you. You need you need a really, really annoying and you know outgoing color. Annoying and out. I, I was with you until hot, you said color because she has a really annoying and outgoing husband, but that's not going to well, help here. Well, we're not talking what about kind of nail we're talking about the nail polish. Right. I get it yeah. now. I, I know what you were saying now. I get it. Yeah. Something like a bright lime green, a bright yellow, there you bright go. orange, bright pink. Yeah. Oh, we have lime green. We have lime green. We got lime green dang near everything in this house. There you because go. Of the uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma support color. So oh, yeah. For those of you that don't know, uh, Sandhill Sweetheart is in remission. But uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is something that she's probably never getting rid of entirely. So, yes, uh, lime green, that's a thats a color we love here. So, for all of you that are going through that or know somebody that is, uh, we can relate. Anyway, um, all right. So, the next question I have, and the red dots are definitely going to be part of this. And I'm going to throw lasers into it, too, because I know Not for... Lasers. What? Not lasers. Yes, lasers. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to bring lasers in, too, to the, to the discussion. Now, I know that a lot of people say that uh, um, if you have a laser on a gun or even a red dot on a gun sometimes, that uh, you'll use it as, as a crutch and you will not aim correctly. You won't use your sights if you have a laser and you'll start to depend on it. And then if it's not there, you know, then you're kind of up a crick or whatever. If it breaks... Uh, batteries run out, something like that. Now, the question I have is, what if you have to depend on a crutch to get around every day of your life? It's not such, it's not always an evil thing in my mind. If we were to get a laser, um, yeah, she's going to use it, but if it works better than the the spray and pray method, is it such a bad thing? What do you guys think about that? In, in some situations, um, I know that, uh, I mean, even without a laser, you know, it, it's not like we, we have a, a wild handgun going off where we never know where the rounds are going. We're, it's, it's not, you know, like I said, the groups aren't that bad. They're, they're, they're really pretty good for, like I said, what I imagine she sees for a sight picture. She does better than I probably could um, overcoming all that stuff. But if there was a red dot or, or a green dot out there on the target to, to look at and focus on, um, what do you guys think in a situation like that where the, the normal sight picture is not that good of an option? Is it okay to, to learn to lean on a crutch? 
Dude, I think so. I think if you can drill yourself and again train yourself to be proficient with that dot, do some if your range allows us some draw practices, um, some draw practicing at home, get really good with it so that you know to look for that dot when you pull it. I don't see why not. I mean, it's you know, it's just another it's another advantage you're giving yourself. There are some disadvantages to it: bright light outside, longer distances, you know. But say it's going to be an indoor self-defense kind of an issue. If if your mind is conditioned for taking those shots at five or ten yards, and you train with it good enough, and you're quick enough with it, you could be just as deadly as somebody who's going to use iron sights. Yeah, the thing you got to remember with the laser is that laser is not always going to be the exact point of impact. It'll give you a rough idea, but it's not going to be the exact point of impact like your iron sights make. Sure, but if we were to zero the thing at, at five yards, if we get out to, I mean, chances are pretty slim we'd ever shoot the thing farther out than 10. So if you zero a laser at five yards, what's the change from from uh, POA to POI over, you know, out to 10 yards? We're only looking at a couple inches, right? Yeah, it would be a couple inches, but I'm just saying that's something you got to take into consideration. Sure. That, uh, it but is, that's it's not going to be the exact same point. That's again something like that you said, can you can practice with and, and account for. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You gotta make sure you compensate for the fact that the dot's not gonna be hitting exactly where it would like you like you said, you you sighted in at five, it's not gonna hit the exact same spot at ten. Right. That's something you gotta keep in mind so that you account for it. That, that was that's all I was saying. And I'm basically the same thing you just said. What I was so saying. so if you do have a laser, figure out for sure where you wanna you know, at what range you want it zeroed, but then <laughs> Put the practice in. Do the do the thing like Travis said, where from just a couple feet, see if it you know see how much difference there is from where the dot is to where the the bullet actually strikes, and then back it up past five yards and, and to, out to where you're comfortable, uh, maybe a step or two back further than that, and just see where it where it hits. Um, so I mean, you've got to know that stuff exactly. It's it would be irresponsible to not practice at different distances so that you do know what the laser, not only what it can do, but you got to know what it can't do. So that's a great point. I like that. Just can tell you real quick. I just found, I just found some information on you. If you, okay. It says by applying the site high zero method with the laser, about 1.5 inches above the site at 10 yards, your bullet will strike the target somewhere within three inches of where the laser is pointing out to about 20. So, so anywhere, that's gonna anywhere 20 between zero and 20. Uh, yes. Yeah. And you're going to have perfect, as long as your center mass, you've got that probably five, six inch zone for hitting vitals. So that's, you should be good. Yeah. But again, you know, you got to get, you got to train with it. It's got to become second nature to be able to use it. It's just like if you shoot with your carry gun enough, you just, you know what that trigger is going to do. You know where the bullets are going to go. You know what kind of mistakes you make with it that you just got to get you, you got to get conditioned to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would recommend practicing at different distances so you know exactly where the point of impact is going to be at everyone at those distances. Now, out in the chat, Philo says lasers are great for muzzle awareness, especially indoors. With which, yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. You can ex see exactly where your muzzle's going all the time. If you zero at twenty-five yards, you'll hit center mass every time at self-defense distance. You're talking a couple inches. So, so if you zero the laser at twenty-five, then anywhere inside of that, you're going to be. Yep. Still, still uh, a shot that will uh, uh, end the threat. And you know, to zero that, if you're going to be in an indoor range, if you can't, maybe maybe sit down, take some of that fatigue off of you. You know, get your get your shoulders planted. Maybe, maybe rest it. Sort of a pistol rest, yeah, really, because 25 is. It doesn't seem like a lot, but in an indoor range, it can be kind of a challenge to even see where that dot is. You know, you're going to want to make sure that you get as accurately as you can. 
Or I've, start maybe 10, take a start at 10 and work yourself out to 25, you know? I was just uh, uh, just two days ago. No, yesterday. It was just last night. Went with my friend. My friend bought the uh, almost the same rifle I did. He bought the the traditional um, A2 style front sight and, and, and uh, you know, traditional handguard Ruger AR556. So we took it out yesterday and uh, got his sights zeroed in at 25. And I got to tell you... Um, I can pretty well put the red dot on even on my target bullseye out at a hundred yards, but those iron sights, even my eyes that I don't have issues with, um, it's, it's totally a completely different thing, which I'm not used to using the, you know, the peep rear, the ghost ring rear, but Mm -hmm. it's not that hard to adjust to, but I mean, just, just trying to uh, get used to that and then be able to see exactly you know, where that front sight post is on a black target at 25 yards, that's a challenge. Yeah, that so, becomes more of a combat accuracy, a minute of man accuracy. That, that's exactly, past, you know? yeah, we, that's, we were trying yeah. to get his to, uh, he's gonna eventually going to scope it and probably take it out for, for coyotes and whatnot more than more than home defense. But uh, it's definitely minute of coyote accurate at 25 yards with his irons. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a completely different critter than even, even just the... Uh, even just the red dot, you know, mounted on the rifle. Um, there's a huge difference that I noticed here last week when I took mine out and I, I uh, zeroed in my MBUS sights. Uh, huge, huge difference trying to shoot that at 100 yards with those versus the red dot. So, but I came close. So I think I was still within minute of minute of threat anyway. Definitely not minute of angle, but that's all right. Um. All right. Anything that anybody uh, anybody else has that you want to throw in there as far as lasers or or anything like that or or you know having to lean on the crutch a little bit more than than most people do when it comes to aiming your your firearm. Uh, this would help. But when I was in a junior ROTC on the marksmanship team to strengthen our uh, shooting eye, we would we had a blinder that came off the side of the sight. Where you couldn't see with your left, the you know, blocked your left eye's vision. Mm-hmm. Where you were still looking through the optic with your just, you know, it wasn't an optic, it was the you know, um, peep sight. Peep mm-hmm. sight, so yeah. Looking through just the peep sight with our right eye, but we were still keeping our left eye open. Maybe, um, like somebody was joking around saying about a pirate patch, like you give a Halloween costume, but maybe something like that, if she were to wear it over whichever eye she doesn't do her primary aiming with, would help strengthen the uh, shoot the eye that she does her the primary aiming with while she's at the range, you know, like and, and that's focus on the sights. That's something we could even experiment with just with some dry fire in here at home too. We wouldn't even have to go to the range to see if that improves or or uh uh if it doesn't improve the sight picture. So we can we can try some of that stuff out just tomorrow night. So good stuff. Yeah, that uh, that little tab off to the side of the side. I think that's what you were talking about, wasn't it, Travis? Uh, what I was mentioning earlier was something we had on our peep sites, but no, I'm just putting all kinds of stuff on the left side there. Um, recommendations for red dots for people with stigmatism. Uh, I don't know what else I put on there. Plus, plus one plus one mag extension for the yeah, I saw that. Three eighty easy. I, yeah, I got yeah. all those links open. All well, the ones that Sarge was throwing out too. I. I got those open too, so I'll throw those. I'll check those out here after we cool. after we get done tonight. So thanks all of you for throwing those links out because because uh, 
information is our friend. So the more info we have, the the better off we are. The more you know, right? There you go. Knowing is half the battle. Yo. Right on. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Does anybody else have any vision issues that we really haven't gotten into yet? And I actually, I'll kick this over to, to Sandhill Sweetheart, too. Do you have any questions that we haven't covered yet? She says no. Okay. So does anybody have anything else uh, as far as uh, other vision issues we haven't covered? We haven't really talked about complete blindness, but um, I was going to see if Patriot in the Dark would would uh, join the panel tonight, and, and I don't know if he saw my message or not, so I will... Uh, um, I'm not really going to get too much into shooting as a blind person because none of us here on the panel know what that's like. So I don't think any of us can really speak for it. So we'll let that part go for now. Um, but what else, uh, what else is out there for vision issues that we didn't really cover yet? Uh, well, uh, I'll chime in here for a second. Yeah. Uh, my grandpa, uh, he wasn't ever a big deer hunter or really had any scopes on anything but he loved to shotgun hunt and he was cross-eyed where he was right-handed, but sighted off of his left eye. And he, <laughs> he used was, to he was shoot cross-eyed dominant, not cross-eyed. Yeah. Cross-eyed okay. dominant. Sorry. <laughs> I said cross-eyed. Didn't I? <laughs> I think no, those two things a, are different. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, and his dad didn't even catch it, but he shot enough with he you know he grew up with 22s and 410s and you know that's how they ate some of the time when he was a kid you know go out shoot a pheasant and stuff like that and um but he was that way and he just had enough practice into it that shooting with his left eye and being right-handed that eventually it just became second nature to him and that's just the way he always hunted and how he did it i'm not sure but uh i got to shoot with him a couple times before he passed on and it was really weird seeing him trying to see across the gun like that but he yeah. could you know he, he was good with a shotgun that's all i can tell you so <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of weird. I've never seen any, but seen anything like that before. You know, yeah, it's, I know it's exactly what you're talking about, man. My grandfather was the same way, and he would use rifles with rifle scopes. He would somehow he would get his head shooting right-handed to where he could see down the scope with his left eye. I could never do that comfortably. I don't know how he was able to do it. But, you know. I I don't know that he did it comfortably, but he did it. <laughs> Uh, right <laughs> yeah and, and i know a lot of people that do that or like i uh, was saying before we went live my my father-in-law sandhill sweetheart's dad um i'd never uh up until here a couple weeks ago uh, they actually stopped by the range when we were out there and uh, so he shot my ar and up until that day i didn't know that he shot a rifle left-handed <laughs> excuse me so uh so he went to to shoulder the rifle i said aren't you right-handed he goes i shoot left so i'm guessing it's probably because his left eye is dominant, which is probably where she gets it from. But, uh, I mean, if you can learn to, to switch sides and, and if you can learn to shoot Southpaw, that's definitely an option. Not so much an option for me because my left hand is, is pretty well worthless. It's good for holding the steering wheel and 
it's good for holding a fork when I'm cutting a steak, and that's about all it's good for. If I anybody that plays basketball against me, just know that uh, I may fake it, but I'll never go left. <laughs> yeah, I can't dribble that far with my left hand. So, um, out there in the chat, Jason's got a great comment. So I'm going to bounce this one through everybody and, and get your feedback. Uh, he says I'm using a red dot co-witness with my irons. I look through the sights with my dot on top of the sight post. Am I doing it wrong? Those of you that have had red dots and, and have co-witnessed with iron sights, is that the right way, the wrong way? Do you do something different? What do you think? It's one way you can do it. There's nothing wrong with doing it that way. I've, I know people that have had their dot right on top, right on top as, and, you know, when you look there, you don't see the top of the post. I've, I've had other people I know that would dot the eye with the red dot right over top of the top of the post. That's one of the reasons why you have co-witness sites is so that you can do that. So in some cases, it might actually make it easier to zero your red dot. You zero the iron sights first, and then when you put that dot on top of that post, you got your zero for your optic in some cases. So, yeah, that's that, that's not a wrong way to do it. Very, very cool. And now I'm just going to throw this out there, and I don't have experience shooting uh, a handgun with a red dot, very little experience shooting a rifle with a red dot, but um, I don't have, uh, at least not right now, I don't have my irons and my dot co-witnessed on my, on my rifle. But, uh, Jason, I would say that if it works for you and you are consistent and you're accurate with it, then it's the right way because... Whatever you are consistently accurate with, there may be a, a better way or a different way, but it ain't wrong. So if it works for you, then then do it. You know, uh, golf swings have changed throughout the years. There used to be a right way to do it, and I, I imagine it's different today than it was a hundred years ago because technology and and technique and everything has has changed. Shoot, holding a, a handgun has changed since a hundred years ago and how many different you know stances have come through and and uh how many different stances have been the right way to do it according to the instructors and that is constantly changing too so again if it works for you then then go with it if if the cup and saucer method you're accurate with it yeah i would agree there's better ways to do it but if you're accurate with the cup and saucer you know doing doing this then have at it. You know, who am I to say that you're doing it wrong? If you can hit the bullseye more times than I can doing it a different way. So, um, Sarge says he runs lower, uh, lower third co-witness. The irons are out of the way when using the red dot. Now, part of my issue too, is I think if I actually had my red dot zeroed at a different range, then, uh, my, my dot may be higher up in the, uh, in my lens, but with a 36 yard zero, that actually shoots high at a hundred, which means the the dot itself, I think, is is probably lower in the uh, in the tube than you know. It's not dead center, so even though I've got the extra tall plate, uh, you know, in my in my uh, spark, it, it comes with a you know a, basically it's a shim, and you can you can put it on with that, and, and it'll do a lower third co witness, or without it, it'll do a, a true co witness with your irons, but with mine it's close to a co-witness it's it's not quite on top of the front sight post but it's close and uh that's with the shim in it so but i'm thinking that's because with a 36 yard zero my dots fairly low in the tube uh, overall so that uh it could be that i could just be all wet too i don't know but 
but I'm it's it's almost a true co-witness even with that shim in there because my dot is is close to the lower third of the of the sight picture when I look through the tube. So yeah, I use a true co-witness on the irons on the, my AR when I have them on there. Because I use All right. style. So like Sarge was saying, he uses the lower third because it keeps the sights out of the picture. You know, you don't see the at the lower third of it. I use the true code with this with mine, but then with the fold downs, they're not there to, all the time anyway to interfere with anything. But, right, um, right, very true. But I only have them on there in case something would happen and an actual lens would get broken. Because again, using the prism scope, that that reticle is always there. Whether if the battery dies, it just doesn't light up. So see it and use it for aiming in daylight and whatnot. Right. If my battery dies, I've got my M bus that I can flip up there and there's just not a dot there. Right. So and unless something happens and I crack a lens and then I'm kind of out of commission because I don't have a, an Allen wrench close by to pop that, that red dot out of the way so that I can use my irons again. So I guess That's if something would happen where I'd, where I'd shatter a lens, then I couldn't see my front sight. That would suck. Yeah, that's where a quick detach attachment point comes in handy. You just yeah. put a little lever and it comes right off. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But that's not what I have set up. So hopefully it just holds up and it never cracks. What up? What up? Um, uh, this one. Yeah, you can. Uh, they should have one that you can get aftermarket for it. That's okay. It's it's on where it is for now. So I might monkey with it sometime, but it's it's. It's mounted, it's Loctite, and it's good to go. So it's not coming off for a while. And I, I truly hope that I never have to uh, get into a situation where I ever actually have to use that rifle for its intended purpose. It's uh, just in case. And hopefully that case never never just comes in. So out in the chat, users got a comment or a question. Uh, looking for a Gen 4 Glock 17. Trying to choose between a Glock 17 FS, Glock 17 C, or a Glock 17 MOS, what would the panel suggest? Now, I don't know what the difference between an FS and a C is with a Glock. I know what the MOS is, but can anybody enlighten me as to what those first two uh, are? FS has the front serrations on it. Okay. Your MOS has got the, I don't know about the 17C, is that like a more... I think it for a second. Oh, compensated, compensated. Gotcha. The top of the frame. Yeah, you got your compensated barrel or whatever. Yeah, no, the, the slide. It, yeah, it's yeah. It's going to be for Gary. Stay away from that. Yeah, I would go. I would go MOS because down the road, if you want to put an optic on there, you can. Well, the the MOS is probably going to be a little bit. Well, I don't know. Compared to some of those other special editions, I mean, it might not be any more pricey. If the MOS is affordable, I say get it because you can yeah. always run it as a traditional you know with your your stock sites you can always uh pop the old red dot onto it if you want to so i would say do that uh honestly if if we ever got my wife a, a glock it would probably be like a glock 19 mos just because having the red dot would be a nice option for her it is about a hundred dollar premium that you pay to have that MOS flexibility. It's because usually you yeah, get about five fifty for a seventeen. It's I'm looking right now, buds. It's six hundred sixty six dollars for a G seventeen MOS. What's but I mean, gonna, that doesn't that doesn't matter. You what's know? it going to cost if I send my slide off to get milled somewhere? I mean, close to that time I ship it and everything else. 
and and that's fine. There's I'm sure there's companies that do a great job, but I personally I'd rather have a factory with the plates that come with it and a factory mount, not enough to and it depends. I mean, can those will they be able to preserve your, your rear sights or not, you know? I don't know, I guess I'd rather have it done from the factory to be honest with you, but there are great companies out there that do it too. So that's just yeah. me. Oh, I missed a comment. Sarge says the cup and saucer stance isn't used with semi-autos because if there's a malfunction that causes the mag to blow out, that is a bad day for your left oh. hand or your support oh. hand. That makes sense. Hadn't ever thought about that. So um, keep that in mind if you're shooting an automatic. Uh, if you put your hand underneath that mag well and something happens and that mag blows out, your hand is going to uh, get wrecked, and that might not be a good day for you. Yeah, here's so. something else to consider with that uh, Glock with the MOS. With the MOS, you don't, you're not going to have to pay for a slide cut, which is going to cost you more than what the MOS is marked up over a regular Glock 17 is, and you can always get a threaded barrel and put a compensator on there later for less than what it would cost to get a slide cut. So that's one, another way you can look at it. Then you end up with uh, one that's both compensated and has a slide cut for less than what you would pay over the cost of the pistol to have both of those things done aftermarket. Right. Heck yeah. Plus having that option with a threaded barrel means that you could put a compensator on there or down the road, you could get yourself a can too. And if you've got that red dot, chances are that's going to be taller than the, uh, than the suppressor is too. So you don't have to, uh, you don't have to worry about extra tall suppressor sites unless you want to co-witness your red dot, in which case then you've probably already got them. So now on the Glock MOS, does the uh, does the rear sight stay on when the the mounting plate comes off, or is the sight mounted to that plate? No, your rear sight stays on. As I know, like Walther's, um, I think it's Walther's uh, PPQ, uh, whatever the Q4, Q5, whatever those are that have the that are optics ready. If I remember right, the rear sight comes is mounted onto the plate. So when you take the the, I guess you call it the dummy plate, the one that that doesn't have holes. Uh, drilled and tapped in it um that when that comes off so does the rear sight so then it's just a just a red dot is all you have then from what i'm seeing on the glock website it looks like it stays yeah well some of those um red dots for the pistols now have a rear sight built into it as well with the help uh with that part where with the pistols that have that that's kind of cool i think that the p365 xl has it like that where the rear sight part of the cover plate i think the 320 does also so you know when you get the when your optic has the sights built into it as well that helps compensate for that that's cool so all right is there uh is there anything else that we have uh that we have left out i do have a question that we had missed but uh, thank goodness we have Sandhill Sweetheart making sure that I don't uh, leave anybody behind out there in the chat. So uh, I'll, I'll hit this question. But first, is there anything that we've missed that, that we still need to, to talk about, uh, at least those of you in the panel? I don't think so. We right. covered a lot of different options. All right. Now, this is, again, one I have to defer because I don't have any experience with this. Uh, M. Gabriel wants to know, does anyone see second focal plane reticle shift because of diopter looseness? Now, I've never had a second focal plane scope. I don't think I have. I get them mixed up, but I think everything that I've got is... is what, what are the cheap ones? Are the cheaper style the first focal plane or second focal plane? I don't even know. 
I'd have to I'd have to go back and take a course yeah. on the differences. I know that one of them, the reticle stays the same size, no matter um, uh, what magnification you're on. So if it's if it's got uh, bullet drop compensation marks on it, then you have to be at full zoom for those to be accurate. And the other one, it, they're accurate no matter what magnification you're on because the reticle grows and shrinks this uh, as the zoom goes in and out. And I can't remember which one is is which. So anyway, once we established that, does anybody have any any <laughs> insight as far as having reticle shift because of diopter looseness? Check the link on the internal. We can talk about first versus second, but I honestly I don't have I don't have an answer on that one. I, I couldn't tell you I've never had a red dot have that happen. All right. So So it looks like on second focal plane your your crosshairs do not magnify, but your image does. On first focal plane, everything magnifies in. Uh, everything gets magnified, your your crosshairs and your MOA marks and your uh, target also. Okay, so second focal plane is the one where you have to be at full magnification before your mill dots or your BDC uh, hash marks are accurate. And the first focal plane is the one where the reticle gets bigger and smaller with your zoom. Mm -hmm. So second focal plane is what I'm used to because I don't have any scopes that cost over $400. I never have had, but the... Uh, the first focal plane, I know that the, you get into, those are usually the more expensive scopes, but it's nice because if it's a variable power, then um, your mill dots are correct even uh, um, even at, at half zoom or, or, you know, whatever it is. If it's, a, if it's a two and a half to 10, then it's the same, you know, the mill dots work the same on three power as they do on 10 power. So, uh, so the second focal plane is the, the normal hunting scope that we're all used to. Um, anybody ever seen diopter looseness caused reticle shift on those? I'm not even sure exactly what that issue is, and, and I'm not a good enough precision shooter to know if I've seen it or not. Uh, I haven't. It's just not me. And the only scope I currently have is the prism scope, so that's okay. That there's no magnification on that. It's one X. So gotcha. Sweet. Calaveras out there says his $280 Athlon is a first focal plane. That's pretty cool. So. Amy Gabriel says, if I wiggle the diopter adjustment, the reticle moves on my cheap scope relative to the target. So by diopter adjustment, is that the, is, are you saying the, the zoom control? Cause I just call that the zoom ring. Is that what you're talking about? M Gabriel? Because I, I don't have anything else that, that moves or wiggles. I, I think the diopter, that, isn't it the plus and minus rearmost ring that you can turn for like focus, if I'm not mistaken, for just sharpness of your eyes without having to adjust the zoom? Isn't that what I thought diopters? Yeah. It, well, that might be your focus. Yeah. It's that back, yeah, the very yeah, back so. ring. Not, not even the zoom, it's the one at the very plus. Not all of them have a plus minus. Like a lot of your fixed ones don't even offer right. that. But yeah. I remember all these darn terms in my head. Is so yeah. Yeah. Says he tried to yeah, fix it with um, a hose clamp. Yeah. Um, I never had any problem with that because the I've got on my big deer hunting rifle, 
Um, it's got that, and it, all it does is just sharpen up the image when you're trying to get it focused in at long ranges or short ranges. And I've never had one that has ever been loose like that, where you wiggle it around and everything shifts like that. So I've never had any problems with that one. Okay. Yeah, so I've never have either. So I don't know what to tell you. Now, normally don't those have a, uh, don't those normally have a, a separate little, um, collar that once you get that part set, then you screw that little collar out and it kind of works like a, like a lock nut. Some and, do, some don't. It depends on the optics. Okay, I guess I've never, I have had yeah. that, but I've never had one that didn't have the little, the little. Uh, I guess it's just basically a, a nut, just a little threaded ring that screws back out, and you snug that up to it so that it it won't move. It works like a lock nut. Um, yeah. All but, the ones that I've ever ran have never had the lock nut on it, and. I've never had them had any problems with wiggle or, you know, taking a couple shots. If you're just trying to get it dialed in with losing that sharpness and f focus from the back, they've always stayed put for me. So, gotcha. So, so it may be, <clears throat> M. Gabriel, it, it may be time to, uh, to maybe look into a, a newer scope or something that's maybe just a little bit, a little bit further up the, the chain and quality possibly. That would be the the thing that I would probably suggest there. Go with something that has a has a good warranty on it. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be loopholed, or you know, pick pick your brand, pick the scope that you like, but maybe spend just a little bit more, and you might have that problem whipped. Um, I'm not saying that that any problem can be fixed by throwing money at it, but at the same time, there is something to be said for you know cheap scopes versus versus a little bit more expensive scopes. I, I think you do get what you pay for for the most part with uh with optics. Yeah, I know Vortex and Primary Arms both have decent scopes that don't cut that aren't up in the like Leopold range price range, but and they're almost as good. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I've I've seen some good stuff from Vortex for 130, 150 bucks. You know, it's it's not uh it's not gonna be a, a super super fancy scope, but it you know, if, if you're looking for something like a three to nine variable power, you know, by, by 40 millimeter, it's going to be a good one. So agorizer dropped a super chat, uh, for the diopter duct tape fund, you know, between duct tape and WD 40, you can pretty well fix any problem. If it moves and it shouldn't use the duct tape. If it, sh if it don't move and it should use the WD 40. So thanks for that agorizer. Um, Guitar Man Pete says, mechanical offset will teach you more in principle than learning BDC on a shot you will never take in real life. Okay, that makes some sense. Mechanical offset something that I usually think about those fail videos of guys that are leaning their uh, AR over the, the hood of their vehicle, or they've got the muzzle in line with the, the mirror, and they're, the scope's looking over the mirror, but then they shoot the heck out of their side mirror because the, the muzzle's up against it or something. That's usually when I think mechanical offset, I'm just thinking about uh, the guys that didn't pay attention to it. You'll see that in tanks because the op some tanks are use a periscope optic mm. aiming, so they'll have they'll be looking over the berm with the optic, but the cannon itself will be pointing right at the dirt berm that's in front of them. You'll see that a lot, like in tank school, with uh, tankers are first learning how to drive a tank. Now, know. if if it's a thin enough berm, that probably doesn't matter, right? 
Yeah. Well, no, it's still it'll still throw off the shot and everything. If they're using an HE round, oh boy, they're in trouble. <laughs> that will go off right in front of them. Let's see so, there. But, but usually they're using practice dummy rounds on you know war games and stuff like that. But I I've actually seen that happen because we were um when I was in junior RTC we went out on, with Pitt some our uh, their ROTC program on one of their training exercises and we were going where, and there were some tanks that were doing their practicing and stuff in the area. And we were watching them, right? The one tank, he's like the, the lieutenant that was with us, he was a tanker, but he was doing the, the ROTC uh, instruction thing at the time, but he started his career as a tanker. He's like, watch up there. They're not paying attention. They're going to hit that hill in front of them because of where their optic is and where the barrel is. Sure enough, <laughs> he called it. They hit the hill instead of going over, shooting That's over the awesome. hill. That's awesome. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I don't have a whole lot else to uh, to cover tonight. Um, I know I had talked about last week doing something different with uh, um, talking about a few things as far as defending the castle. We'll get there next week. So uh, we've got a couple things that have happened. One of them happened here in Nebraska. The other one, I can't remember exactly where it happened, but we'll go over those articles next week. And uh, if I find anything else in the meantime, we'll cover kind of that too. But I want to throw some scenarios out there and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about just what it means to defend your castle. Uh, it's different from state to state, but you know, can you use lethal force if somebody is in your house? Can you, can you chase them down if, they're, if they've got your stuff? That kind of thing. We'll, we'll get into that next week. So uh, we will let everybody on the panel kind of wrap things up and give any final thoughts and, of course, any plugs for, for channel or videos or anything like that. So uh, let's just kind of go in reverse order of the way people came in here. So we'll start with Mr. Night Strike. Thanks for being here, and, and uh, thanks for inviting me to, to hang out with you for a while on Hit or Miss earlier tonight. Yep, yep, yep. No problem. Thanks for being there. Check out the GunTube dot or not the GunTube. Check out GunTube.org. Night Strike is responsible for that. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't all six of us get to hang out uh, in this cool gun tube chamber that uh, that we all meet in before we go live onto YouTube for everybody. And then uh, what is it? Gunconnection.net. If you are uh, if you're single and ready to mingle, but you want somebody that you can take to the range on that first date, it's a great place to meet folks. Tony, man, it worked for me. It really? No, who'd, I'm just. Who, who'd you meet, Squib? Kingpin actually hit me oh. up. Uh, he, he saw my profile and was interested and didn't realize it was me until afterwards. So, you know, isn't that awkward when you, you click on somebody's profile and you find out uh, it was your wife? I mean, I hate no, wait, that's never happened. Uh, yeah, uh, I did what, click what, on somebody's Well, there was one time a couple of years ago, I, I clicked on somebody's <laughs> profile. She sent me a message. She said she was interested and I didn't know her at the time, but now she's my wife. So that's actually what I meant. So, oh, man, don't you just love it when that happens? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'm here to tell you that uh, all the yeah. good women, all the good women are taken off of those dating apps because I found the only one and I married her. So there's, there's. Well, deal. they're all in Nebraska. They're all in Nebraska, so that's you know, it's it's the, the <laughs> hidden secret about our state. So you know, finest ladies go. anywhere. So yep. Kinky says, "I wish a girl would take me to the range for a first date." Um, I'm telling you, we just need to have a. Uh, uh, Single, Come on, Kinky, let's go. Single mingle chat here one of these weeks. We'll have to see what we can do. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Uh, 
Anyway, we'll move along. Rich, you are next. Yeah, uh, yeah. Be sure to check out this week unloaded Sunday nights over on the Unloaded Media Channel between eight and nine PM Eastern Start Time. Give people time to roll in from Crazy Scotsman's chat or Yankees chat, what have you. And uh, you never know what we're going to talk about. Travis, you want to like, fill them in on what we did this past Sunday? Yeah, man, we had an epic, epic discussion. Well, I mean, you could almost say it was kind of a philosophical argument against one each, uh, each other on, on which Easter candy was the best one. So, I mean, it was families were broken, marriages were dissolved, people left in anger, and I mean, it was it was pretty intense, all because of chocolate bunnies. Yep. And the awesome. good thing is nobody lost an eye. No, not yet. No, no. Calvers and I haven't quite settled this discussion yet, but <laughs> he's still emailing you. Uh no, you finally stopped. I had to get a restraining order. There there'll there'll never be anything that tops the Cadbury cream egg. I'm just saying. Oh, I know. I know. No, no, no. Well, you're gonna have to watch the uh, show. Now I will. I think you'll be disappointed. Mm, um, well, yes, no. Yes. I'm not going to be disappointed because I know I'm right. I don't care what you heathens had to say. See, there you go. No, that was exactly my <laughs> attitude the whole time, and it was me versus the rest of the world on that bracket. I could use no, you as backup no, on my no, sixth no. there, Sandhills. Man, on, you know that's not true, Travis, because Kingpin was saying everything that you said. Yeah, pretty much. We agreed, except for like the second round. I think we we disagreed on that one, whatever the chocolate egg versus the. Something else. See, and, and that right there, that's the reason why Kingpin and Travis were a 98% match on gunconnection.net. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Same taste in candy and uh, firearms. So, yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, whatever Travis said, Kingpin was just parroting everything. He's, he's like, I can't, I can't disagree with Travis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was using straight logic. I mean, I was, I was digging into to statistics and facts and looking at the ant, you know, the, the architectural engineering behind the Reese's peanut butter cup. I mean, it was really, <laughs> really freaking intense, man. Wow. Wow. That seems a little bit more in depth than what I want to get. When I think about my candy, I just want to eat it. I wow. love candy. It's, like a fat guy loves candy. So anyway, oh, man. we'll go move right along right now. Travis, go ahead. Any final thoughts? And of course, any shameless plugs? No, you know, I think I've said enough. I just think everybody <laughs> here should, everybody here should, anybody watching this show tonight, make sure you guys subscribe to all the people on the panel. They all got great channels, a lot of great content. Uh, otherwise, check out my channel, Travis P11. And that's it, man. Appreciate the invite. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Thanks for being here. All right, Duke. Yep. You be up. Hey, well, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the invite. Uh, really enjoyed the panel as always and the discussions. Uh, appreciate the night. Have a good night, man. You betcha. Thanks for coming in here. All right, Pat, I don't know if you have any videos up on YouTube, but I really think that you ought to get somebody to film you pulling a calf because the miracle of birth is awesome. So uh, I'm just saying maybe that could be something that you could uh, throw out there to the world. Uh, I just watched, we just finished here a couple days ago. We finished The Ranch on Netflix. And I really wish oh, that yeah. there was somebody out there in the world that, that actually could show what a real ranch looks like and and people in hollywood could maybe see that and make a show that looks authentic they, so. you know they did an okay job i mean there's some elements of it we could identify with you know the the trips to dairy queen and and the still trying to figure out how that town of 500 people garrison colorado Dude, 500 yes. and some odd people and they've got a, a dairy queen and they've got yes. walmart and they've got uh, outback we, and 
we think it's like it's like we think it's like a suburb of Lincoln kind of situation where you cross the street and there's there's a pasture, but you go like ten miles into town and you've got access to everything. You know, it's got to be hooked onto something else. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, Pat, we'll let you go ahead and talk. Thanks for being here, pal. Hey, uh, thanks again for having me on. And uh, yeah, I've got everything set up, and I might do that here after a bit. Um, <laughs> just uh, pulled another one the other day that was about 110 pounds plus, so <laughs> that was a lot of fun. 4K, 4K um, unedited director's cut here, man. Make it happen. That's right. If you do that, you got to make sure you send Ghost to Link so that you can watch it. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Oh yes. I you know what would be even better? That. We just need to get Ghost up to up to your place sometime, and he can actually help pull a calf, or maybe just get to witness <laughs> one that doesn't need to be pulled. It would be even better if you don't have to help her. No, no. Ghost would faint. He'd faint <laughs> that away. <laughs> just yeah. give him a crayon. When He'll when feel I better mean, in a couple minutes. Yeah, I, I made him run twice, so <laughs> I don't that. know how the he gets. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, anyway, uh, thanks for having me on again, and uh, always entertaining and informational. <laughs> so, And long live the Cadbury egg. Long live the Cadbury egg. Maybe it's just a Nebraska thing, because the Nebraskans are all in agreement here. So, All right. No, I, I have some, too. Have all right, some. see... South Carolina people are okay. I, I take back all the mean stuff I said about you last week, Night Strike. Hey, 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 I, just because I live here doesn't mean I'm from here. I'm not from here. I don't I, care. I just live here. I right? don't care. You're, you're, That's no excuse. You're guilty by association. You pay taxes so. there. So. Exactly. Right. And, yep. Yeah. And and actually, now that I think about it, I said an awful lot of mean stuff about you last week, so that's a lot to take back. I take back half of it, Night Strike. I can't take it all back in one I, shot. It's too much. I take back the other half. <laughs> All right. Well, out there in the chat, you guys kept it active and lively out there, so we sure appreciate that. I have a list being handed over as I talk right here. So, uh, again, for those of you that are coming in late, if you were not making comments in the YouTube chat, then uh, we don't know you're out there watching. And I know that there's more people that watch than there are that make comments, so I appreciate all of you. But uh, we want to know you're out there, and we want to be able to say hi to you at the end of the night. So uh, uh, unless you're trying to protect your anonymity, you know what? Come up with a screen name so we don't know who it is, and, uh, and at least say hi to us. So uh, out there tonight in the chat, we had Kingpin, Vanessa Kitty, G23, Blitz, Fluffy 10-millimeter Jeep Guy, The Rolling Trip, Trauma Jock, Justin Gibbons, Jason Stewart, The Poor Conservative, Calaveras, 32 Special, Ohio 45 ACP, Steadly, Southpaw RX, M. Gabriel, C4 Defense, Keith Gregory, Guy That Comments, The 402 Outdoorsman, Stealth Hunter 1000, Mystic Guns, Jacob S., Rich White, The Birthday Boy, Tim Donahue, Carolina EDC Reviews, Detemp 62, Obnoxious One, Ghost Tactical, Defense Dad, Net Flutter, Philo, Mike, Dead Horse, Unknown User, Guitar Man Pete, Agorizer, Ozzy Osbourne, Kinky Sphincter, Tim Allen just walked in the door, Double A just got here, and uh, we're about to wrap it up, but thank you, all of you, for uh, for joining us, and again, if you're catching this on the replay, thank you for watching it and catching it later. I know sometimes it's a little late for everybody to catch us live, so uh, we try to uh, 
We try to make it to where you can watch this any time of day. It doesn't matter if the kids or grandma are within earshot. That's why we keep our language cleaned up just for you all. Uh, and for those of you that know me that would be embarrassed if this turned into a, uh, a filthy sailor chat. So anyway, thank you very much for all of you who watch this. We love all of you. Uh, we wouldn't have a, uh, we wouldn't have a chat without you. So uh, on behalf of Night Strike, Rich White, Travis P11, Duke Liberty, uh, Pat Hirsch, Sandhill Sweetheart, and myself, uh, thank you all for watching. This has been the Get Off My Lawn podcast. And I'm going to leave you with a thought before we sign off. I just want you to think about this. Uh, you can leave a comment down below if you want to after the fact when, uh, when this goes to replay. But uh, I just want to know your opinions. If a tree falls in the forest and it lands on a gun grabber, does anybody really want to pull that tree back off of them? I'm just asking. I just want to know. With that, get off my lawn.